Hello, and welcome to the Source One podcast. Consider us your source for the latest procurement, supply management, and strategic sourcing insights anytime, anywhere. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Source One <laughs> podcast. I'm here again with our good friend Andrew Jones, talking talent. How's it going, Andy? It's going well. How are you? Andy, the uh, impetus for this conversation, you came to me with an article on Glassdoor about red flags to look out for in job descriptions. So. I want to get your take on some of these red flags. Now, the first one they open up on is vague job descriptions, job descriptions that suggest the employer doesn't really know what they're looking for. I'm wondering if you could, I don't know, describe some of your pet peeves as far as um, vague job descriptions are concerned. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like a lot of people that uh, put out job descriptions with kind of like HR or corporate speak, mm-hmm. my biggest pet peeve over the past couple of years is the word data. Everyone throws out the word data. Like they need to be, people need to be experienced with data. Well, okay, data statistics. Like, what do you want people to be able to do with those statistics? Like, if it's not in the job description, that's one thing. But when you talk to companies and they can't define it, that's another big pet peeve. So, for instance, let's say you're in procurement or some supply chain for a company that, um, like Maxwell House. Well, they've got to get coffee beans or whatever it is from from a certain part of the world. So they have data and information and statistics. Maybe they get it from Brazil. And let's say hypothetically it rains every October and November. So your job is to go in there and use data to find out what other suppliers you can use in October and November when weather's right. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of throw a hypothetical out there. And I just feel now a lot of hiring managers just stop with the word data. Mm -hmm. But uh, like we were just saying, you use data in every decision that you make. Right. You know, you go punch a ma- punch an address into Google Maps. That's data. It tells right. you where to go. You look at the weather in the morning, decide what you're going to wear, and that's data, yeah. All of it's data, and I just feel like so often we use these corporate buzzwords that ultimately mean nothing, like um, analysis. Mm-hmm. You know, we want someone that's really good with analytics. Dictionary definition for analysis is detailed examination of the elements or structure of something. <laughs> well, like, what do you... It doesn't tell you a lot. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, we really need somebody that's great with data and analytics mm-hmm. because analytics are huge. I don't, you right. know, it, it's another name for information. Mm-hmm. So I hope we're all skilled at information. Right. And it's, it suggests, too, that companies are looking for something they've been told they should be looking for. Right. You, know? you went to a conference. One that bugs me that I was just thinking about is when they have, like, dedicated or, like, motivated as, like, a skill they're looking for. Like, doesn't <laughs> yeah. this go without saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Slacker. Right. right. Oh, dedicated, motivate. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. hundred percent. I just, you know, feel like, especially in a, and we've mentioned this at nauseum over the past two years, it's, it is a candidate driven market. It is still a candidate driven market. You have to add some sizzle to your stake in order to get people to apply to the job opening that you'll have. That, that's just the way that it is. I mean, we always talk about evolution and being able to change with the times. Well, those are the times and you've got to be able to change with it. Yeah, I just saw an Associated Press headline that job openings are now officially outstripping unemployed people by a million. Like, that's nuts. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. But you know what? I And I tell candidates this all the time, to be frank. It's a good thing. I always think it's a good thing when it's a candidate-driven market uh, because there's more candidates, potential candidates out there and current candidates out there. There's more of that pool of folk than there are hiring managers, mm-hmm. right? So... People having options is a good thing. It's a signal of a good economy. And if it's a good economy, we all win. So to change change things up slightly, so uh, two vague descriptions, sort of obvious why that would be a problem. Is there Do you, do you run into issues when a 
job description is too detailed? Yeah, because they always say hiring managers will peek at a resume for 30 seconds and decide whether or not they want to bring somebody in. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing as a candidate. Mm -hmm. You know, get your important bullets out there. There's always going to be more that need to be explained, but just enough, even in the job description, just have enough to really whet the appetite. Put in your basic requirements and your basic duties, but enough to whet the appetite in order to get somebody to uh, go ahead and apply because you're going to list out 12 or 13 bullet points. Mm -hmm. Well, people are going to read the first four. Right, yeah. It's just the way that it is. That's that's where you can afford to cut motivated. or. <laughs> right. I, th I think hiring managers need to look at it the way that they look at a resume. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Glassdoor goes on to talk about one-sided job listings, job listings that don't paint a picture of what they will provide the um, candidate. Uh, mm -hmm. In a candidate's market, uh, I, I imagine that those sort of things, though, you know, what's in it for you is more important than ever. What, what sort of things would you expect to see on a good job listing? Talk about the team. Talk about a company that's had growth. Also talk about um, we have great health benefits. Mm -hmm. We have a, an excellent 401k match. We promote from within first and foremost. Those are things that should be in there. Like I have one now that it's just you will do this. You will do that, you will do this, and you have to do that mm -hmm. as part of our team. But there's nothing in there that has, I'm looking at it as a candidate and saying, well, what's in it for me? Right. It's just like any sailor negotiation, right? We're always taught that both people have to win, so you always have to present the other side of what's in it for them in mm -hmm. order to have somebody make a buy. Right, I feel like most job descriptions I look at, there's nothing that suggests any opportunity or any experience of any kind besides sort of yeah checking off a, a checklist of the things I'll be doing. It makes you feel like a robot. Right, and if you're doing that as your first impression, we often we had that one discussion where we talked about candidates being professional. That's your first impression. Um, it's basically like your first date. You, you put your best foot forward. Well, it's the same thing if you're trying to push this out to a candidate pool that especially in this field, is at 1.7% unemployment. They go on to talk about indicators of poor work-life balance. I'm wondering, what, what are some of those that stick out to you? I like that they, they mentioned the overuse of the word flexible as a bad sign. I mean, let's face it. All work-life balance means is that you could, like, work from home. Mm -hmm. That's really the... You know, it's funny. I think back to, like, 2004, Right. I didn't have email on my phone or anything else like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wonder, like, what would I be doing without it? Because we all talk about work-life balance, but how many of us are returning emails? At 12, like, I, I can tell you right now, at 12 o'clock at night, I'm returning emails. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's the definition of flexibility. It's, I, it's just another buzzword that people like to put in there because they read a LinkedIn article about what's trending. I mean, most candidates that, that are out there uh, aren't under the impression that they can get by on 25 or 30 hours a week because mm -hmm. that would be very flexible. What are, uh, what are some other phrases to watch out for that suggest you're maybe uh, getting more than you bargained for in, in a bad way from a job? Work hard, play hard. Uh -huh. Why would you? Why? Because to me that means that your organization might be run by a bunch of drunks <laughs> and <laughs> you're going to be changing leadership every three to six months. Yeah, I see, I hear that and my mind goes in another direction. I hear that and I think you must be compensating for something. Yeah, you need to be, I mean, if you're a company that's motivating people by booze, you need to take an inward look. You've been listening to the Source One podcast. For more strategic sourcing and procurement insights every day, visit our blog, The Strategic Sorcerer. Want to provide feedback or suggest a topic for a future episode? Let us know at prrequest at sourceoneinc.com. Thanks for listening.